0: This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. On Friday, February 25th, former Defense Secretary Dick Cheney delivered the keynote address before a gathering of New Hampshire realtors in Portsmouth. In 1975, he became President Ford's Chief of Staff. Dick Cheney served in the U.S. House of Representatives for 10 years, from 1979 until 1989. President Bush then appointed him Secretary of Defense, a position he held until 1993. Texas Governor and Republican presidential candidate George W. Bush announced today that former Defense Secretary
1: Dick Cheney will be his running mate this fall. The President made it clear to all of us involved in the effort that he would settle for nothing less than absolute total victory. He also followed what I call the don't-screw-around school of military strategy.
0: Mr. Cheney is married with two daughters.
1: Now, each year at this seminar, we present our Conservative Leadership Award to one woman who has shown exceptional leadership and commitment to promoting conservative values. We are so honored this year to present the award to Elizabeth Cheney, who goes by Liz. Uh, We've just come from our leadership elections and uh, the feeling in the room and the enthusiasm and the excitement about where we are and about the hard work ahead of us, but the momentum and the energy to get that work done uh, has been uh, really remarkable. The undeniable lesson is that evil must be recognized and confronted and defeated. now
0: effectively
1: a riot. 1349 hours, declaring it a riot. This committee has shown you the testimony of dozens of Republican witnesses, those who served President Trump loyally for years. The case against Donald Trump in these hearings is not made by witnesses who were his political enemies. It is instead a series of confessions by Donald Trump's own appointees, his own friends, his own campaign officials, people who worked for him for years, and his own family. They have come forward, and they have told the American people the the truth. truth.
0: Elizabeth Lynn Cheney was born in June 28, 1966, to a family ascendant within the Republican Party. Congressional success, the White House, and a family name feared and respected. She was to be the heir to that legacy. Liz Cheney lost her primary in Wyoming last night. Her political career, as she's known it, is over. And with the loss goes the fear and respect her family name carried. Mark August 16th, 2022, down in the dusty pages of political history. Here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, we witnessed the fall of House Cheney. For Dog and Pony Show Audio, I'm Justin Robert Young. This is Politics, Politics, Politics. Hello and welcome to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I have done my best journalist two-step. I have parachuted into a uh, city (laughs) that is not connected to an ocean And uh, I've, I've done my best to understand the land within the last 24 hours. I'm going to hop on a plane and fly away only a few hours after I post this. But still, I do believe that we have money well spent. I had an amazing day here in Cheyenne. I talked to a lot of people. All of whom wanted to speak off the record, but it does mean that we got really, really, really good stuff. So, not a lot of on the ground sound, but we do have a lot to talk about. And the first thing we need to talk about is Dick Cheney. In our nation's 246 year history, there has never been an individual who is a
1: greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he
0: lost big. I know it. He knows it. And deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Because this result, Liz Cheney getting blown out for her seat. In the House of Representatives, cannot be separated from the legacy and power of her father. This is a Cheney dynasty we are talking about. So, do me a favor and think of what you think about when you think of the word dynasty. The best thing that I can do when you look at the context that that word is used in sports, in history, The thing they all share are wins. Do you come through when it matters most? When the odds are against you, can you do the impossible? And if there's one thing that the Cheneys have done, it's win. Dick was the chief of staff for Gerald Ford. He went on to become the representative from Wyoming where he grew up. He then has a tremendously successful career in the think tank industry and the private sector before George W. Bush comes to him and says, you, a man who served my father as the secretary of defense, you can be the steady hand at the wheel. I want you to look through all of the possible running mate options and find for me the best. And indeed, Dick did. He found that man by looking in the mirror. It's hard for folks who just became politically aware in 2016 to fathom this. But I grew up going to college during the Bush administration when 9-11 happened. And when I tell you that Dick Cheney was the most reviled man in politics, indeed, the only person I can think of, That was looked at in the same kind of sinister capacity as Donald Trump is now. And yet the man stays winning. He shot somebody, for God's sakes. But then, of course, there's Trump. Trump comes down that gilded elevator in 2015. Trump gets up on stage during that first Republican primary debate in Cleveland, Ohio. And it became very, very clear that not only was he going up against everybody else on that stage, but he was also going up against the Republican establishment, an establishment that had effectively controlled that party for 50 years, an establishment that offered rewards for loyalty. If you run and you come in second, you will most likely get the nomination next. There is a pecking order. And seniority matters. Until the television game show host gets up and decides to ruin everything. And indeed, that's what happened. Because he ran through everybody on that Cleveland stage. He ran through a lot of the media operatives that initially tried to stand in his way. And... He ran through Hillary Clinton, eventually becoming the president. And so everybody in that Republican establishment at that point had to make a very important decision. Do you go along with the new boss or do you let all of that seniority, all of that store credit turn to ash in your hand? The Cheney's ever the winners decided that they would go along with the flow. Indeed, Liz Cheney stuck around through the Access Hollywood tape. Liz Cheney stuck around through all the tweets. Liz Cheney stuck around through the impeachment resulting to Ukraine. It was not until January 6th That a woman who voted with President Trump 93% of the time decided that she would no longer be aligned with Donald Trump, taking the Cheney dynasty into uncharted waters. Or were they? Donald Trump was now fallible, he'd lost an election. The idea of him running again not only seemed at least four years away, but also kind of remote considering how ugly everything ended. And so as we move forward in this podcast and as we dissect this specific race, the one thing that I want you, the listener, to have in your head the entire time is this. Did Liz Cheney decide that Donald Trump Was so toxic, being an opposition candidate in the Republican Party was ahead of the game? The kind of foreshadowing that we revere in dynasties? Or did she do something that a brand known for staying on top so rarely does throw away power for true? principle keep that in your head because we're going to take a look at the specifics of this race and to begin we have to talk about the woman who bested cheney harriet hageman out here we were raised with the coat of the west we still live by it today. In the Old West, when a cowboy rode for the brand, it meant they were loyal to their outfit, to the person who hired them, to the
1: one who paid them. They gave their promise to protect the brand and would fight for it as
0: though it were their own. In Wyoming, we know that someone who rides for the brand is loyal. That loyalty is about honor, commitment, and keeping your word. Liz Cheney doesn't know what writing for the brand means we sent her to DC to be loyal to the outfit that hired her be loyal to Wyoming and our values instead of fighting for us she's fighting against President Trump she betrayed us she betrayed our values she betrayed the brand
1: right now the most important job Republicans have in Washington DC is to stop Nancy Pelosi and the radical Democrats from destroying our country. I'm Harriet Hageman, and I know what it means to ride for the brand.
0: That is selections from the ad that Harriet Hageman has pinned on her official Facebook page. As you can imagine, ranching metaphors run deep in the politics of Wyoming. Fact. Before we get started on this race, let me bring to you something that uh, was brought up to me during uh, my, my my chats today. It's a classic ad from 1976 for eventual Senator Malcolm Wallop. For the visuals to this ad, just go ahead and imagine a, a rancher saddling up his horse before it is revealed that one of the onerous federal restrictions that are being forced upon poor cowboys in the cowboy state is to have a full toilet strapped to the steed revealed in the final seconds everywhere you look these days the federal government is there telling you what they think telling you what they think you ought to think telling you how you ought to do things setting up rules you can't follow i think the federal government is going too far Now they say, if you don't take the portable facility along with you on a roundup, you can't go. We need someone to tell them about Wyoming. Malcolm Wallop will. But back to Hageman. She's a lawyer who attempted to run for governor in 2018 and in better days was a supporter of Liz Cheney. Even funnier, in 2016, she was a grand detractor of one Donald Trump who she said would repel voters because he was too polarizing. This was back when Hageman was a Ted Cruz supporter. In September of last year, she announced she was going to run, and since then has been running an aggressive ground game with up to four stops a day, according to the Wyoming Republican Party. There is no rhino in America who is thrown in her lot with the radical left more than Liz Cheney. And it's why in two months from now, the people of Wyoming are going to tell her, Liz, you're fired. Get out of here. Get out of here. This is in stark contrast to Cheney, who has not only been mostly MIA from the Cowboys State, aside from one debate with Hageman and a few private parties meant to fundraise, but according to a source at the Wyoming GOP, has not been in touch with the state party for over two years. In fact, this same source at the Republican Party said that there really is a split in the Republican Party in Wyoming. And that while a lot of the media coverage nationally discusses the fact that Wyoming is homogenous as a red state, and certainly Donald Trump is popular here, there is a contingent of Frontier Republicans that would like for the party to move in a more progressive direction. And I say progressive deliberately because some of the stuff supported here is not just the kind of libertarian bent that you might find in a lot of Western Republicans. Sure, there are some that want marijuana legalized, but there are also some that want to expand Medicaid. The way it was described to me is that Democrats can't win. So instead, you run a Republican, and then the Republican just caucuses with the Democrats. I only bring that up because while I was walking around downtown Cheyenne, I saw a site that I had never seen before. The area I was walking through seemed like any other fairly liberal city's downtown. And indeed, there was a quaint little bookstore sandwiched in between a coffee shop and a bar. But in the window to that bookstore, I saw things that were both familiar and strange and certainly things that I've never seen go together. The thing that I've seen before are memes and pictures of people being suggested, if not comically chided to wear a mask. The thing that I haven't seen before is an ad right below that for a Republican candidate. Between my conversations and that one sliver of anecdotal evidence that being a good parachuting journalist, I'm going to completely explode into a full narrative that defines people I've never met before. I do believe that there's probably more of a division within the Republican Party here. And it makes it all the more damning that the result against Cheney happened the way that it did. Because in my opinion, it's a mistake to categorize this race as a referendum on Liz Cheney's criticism of Trump. Now, that's certainly part of it. But I think it's more accurate to categorize it as an abdication of her role as representative of Wyoming. She chose to make this race about Donald Trump in a state that elected him by 43% of the vote in 2020. Like Brian Kemp, like Glenn Youngkin before her. She could have run a campaign that dealt with local issues and sidestepped her battles with the once and possibly future president. We have now seen that that is a playbook that works. And the majority of this campaign happened after both of those races. And yet she didn't. She chose to make destroying Trump her full-time job. More on that in a bit. Before we get any further, I do want to talk about the only other candidate who received any kind of significant vote share in this election, State Senator Anthony Bouchard. Bouchard was the first to announce a challenge to Cheney in May of 2021, and he was also the first to get hit with a huge batch of political mud. Buchard, who has won election and re-election in the most populous state county in Wyoming, was reported on by the Daily Mail that back when he was 18, he impregnated his 14-year-old then girlfriend. His girlfriend's parents kicked her out of the house, and Buchard went on to marry her so they could raise their son together. The two split, with Bouchard filing for divorce and getting full custody. His then ex-wife killed herself soon after. Now, I remember reading this story as it was published, but I also heard it again today when I had lunch with Anthony Bouchard at an olive garden. We both had soup salad and breadsticks. Now, this is where I admit that I'm a very bad podcaster because I did not get any sound with Bouchard Uh, and uh, I failed, I failed you, I failed the show, but I got to tell you why I've never talked to somebody who's had stuff like that happen in their lives and been in the media spotlight with total candor and Bouchard was about as forthcoming as anyone could want. However, you know, I never established what was on and off the record, so all I can do right now for you guys in good conscience is to generally describe the conversation. Bouchard believes he knows who decided to dig that story up. He believes it was deliberately laundered to the Daily Mail. By and large... Richard struck me as a very determined person who's very, very frustrated with the political system, both nationally and specifically on the state level, where he is constantly running up against not only Democratic opposition, but probably more annoyingly, if we are to judge his annoyance by how much he talked about it, by the Republican leadership. The story of what happened with the Daily Mail was just something that happened. To be totally honest, he didn't really even seem all that phased by it. We spent the vast majority of the conversation talking about corruption in the Wyoming State House, which he talks a lot about on his Facebook page. In fact, his statements that Harriet Hageman has ties to a plan to pipe water from Wyoming to Colorado eventually coaxed a statement from the eventual winner defending her record. His claims against Hageman were made into a television ad. The origins for which are still up for grabs. But considering we have seen various Democratic PACs and even the DCCC put ads out in favor of candidates that could damage Republican candidates. We can think and ponder even further. Unfortunately for Bachard, the polarization of this race into a 1v1 left him in the low single digits by the time all the counting was done this Tuesday. No doubt the second most disappointing thing about his day next to having to eat breadsticks with a podcaster. Let's take a quick break and uh, uh, just thank you. Thank you to everybody who supports this show at uh, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. It is because of you that I'm here, that I'm sitting in this hotel room in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, I was able to talk to everybody. Uh, guys, you, you don't, I, I, re- I know I tell you guys a lot, but, but, but you don't realize how rare this is. Nobody does this. Nobody does this without an expense card. I don't have an expense card. I got you guys. And God darn it, it's enough. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for, for your one-time donations uh, uh, to Venmo and and PayPal and Cash App. Thank you for sending money uh, to the P.O. Box. I'll give you all that information at the end. But also thank you to everybody who goes to takepoliticsseriously dot com and signs up for the three dollar level uh and and up. And and I just want to say that it's because you guys do that that this kind of content can happen. It's a dream job for me. You allow me to do it. You allow me to go and 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 experience these races in a way that I really don't think that the national media does. Like, I don't want to be all, all lamestream media and they just don't get it. I do think that I have natural advantages beyond whatever I do as, as a reporter or how I synthesize events. Like I think not being a part of the, the, the DC coterie, and, and not being kind of sucked into larger narratives that are already at play gives me the opportunity to tell you this story in a way that I believe is more. So head on over there right now. At the $3 level, you get two bonus podcasts per month. At the $10 level, you get that and your name read at the end of the episode. Thanks one more time. TakePoliticsSeriously.com.
1: Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. That was a path I could not and would not take.
0: That is a snippet from Liz Cheney's concession speech. It happened in Jackson, Wyoming. Now, I flew to Cheyenne because Cheyenne is the most populated city in Wyoming. It's not big. I believe it's the 325th largest city in America. It is beyond towering metropolises like Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Jackson, meanwhile, is in the western edge of the state. It is famous for uh, being a ski resort and generally being a place where rich people live. In fact, in one of my conversations today, I joked and said, oh, that's where all the millionaires live, huh? To which I got a laugh. And they said, no, no, no. The millionaires live in Sheridan. Jackson Jackson's for billionaires and up. So let me make this clear. Liz Cheney lost this race on purpose. If Liz Cheney sees that speech as the beginning of a nascent run for president, then I will tell you she will lose again. And here's why. Political victories result from sound planning, and execution. It's realistic. It's cunning. It surveys the field, looks for the weaknesses of your opponent, and takes advantage of them. Obviously, she did not do that when it came to Harriet Hageman. And if she believes that chiding Donald Trump over January 6th is the way to beat him, well, I think she's wrong there too. She said in her speech that she could have won re-election, but it would have required her to bow to Trump. Number one, the humility boggles the mind. It was a path I could not take, said Cheney. Well, tell that to Brian Kemp, who beat a well-funded Trump-endorsed challenger with a year's worth of, of Donald Trump wanting nothing more than to oust that man. Kemp didn't make it all about Trump. He understood he couldn't win there. So he found the spots that he could win, and he hit them hard. If Cheney were the first person to do this, then maybe I would be more lenient. But she's not. She has already seen this example. Cheney did compare herself to one politician, though, Abe Lincoln. Noting that Abe Lincoln also lost elections before winning the presidency. (sighs) Here's the thing that that I, I, I just simply can't get over. Why would anybody believe in Liz Cheney when she can't even win her own seat? Why would anybody believe that she can beat Donald Trump? You want to know how you beat Donald Trump? You win elections. You want to be the self-defeating Republican on MSNBC? Lose on purpose and then give yourself credit for doing it. Liz Cheney's not a winner. Liz Cheney is a loser. If losing on purpose is the kind of keen political instinct she learned from her father, then this dynasty is doomed to failure. And indeed, the fall of House Cheney is already complete. Politics, politics, politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young. For Dog and Pony Show Audio. Based in Austin, Texas. But on location in Cheyenne, Wyoming. If you'd like to email the show, it is theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Our Twitter is px3tweets. You can find me live on Twitch, px3live.com. And of course, you can find our newsletter, px3newsletter.com. Find the podcast and share it with your friends and family. px3podcast.com. If you would like to make a one-time donation you can do so paypal.me/payjury. My Venmo is justin-young-20 and our Cash App is px3cash. If you'd like to send me anything in the mail, you can do so. Make it out to Justin Robert Young, PO Box 153184 Austin, Texas 78715. Again, that is PO Box 1531 84 Austin, Texas, 78715. Of course, you can always get our bonus content at takepoliticsseriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week, covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule. And the $10 tier gets your name read at the end of the podcast, like these fine folks in the Titanic. $10 tier. Up to. And including MC Radio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Ye Old Pinball Shop, DP4 Bongo, Neemeister, Catherine, V Guard, persons familiar with the matter, and vote Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. Edison Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, B A Select Start, Dr. G, Neil of Niels, Charles, Darren, Idris Arzlandium, Bluefront and the Lanina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic Terran, Diana Shrill, Shrieks, Miranda Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul. Is awesome. Brad, Richard, D. Laser, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank, got abducted, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Gen, A-L-D-L-D-L-D-Really-Chopper, Andrew and Joshua, along with Sarah. Thank you. I don't know what's happening on the next episode of the show. My voice, as you can hear, is almost dead. And so it is with that, that I wish you all a very, very, very hearty thank you for sending me out here, and a reminder that some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more talk about politics, but this, this is the only program that dares discuss all three, 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 three. Come on, come on, come on.